Welcome to the Organized Holistically podcast, where I help you get your business and personal life organized. I'm your host, Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I can't wait to share this episode with you. All right, guys. So today we are talking about how you plan your availability as a side hustling solopreneur. And and if you are a full-time solopreneur, continue to listen, lean in, because there are going to be some gems here for you. But I am specifically speaking to my side hustling solopreneurs. I am one, and I understand um, the intricacies that it takes. It's a little dance, right, of understanding your time and how you navigate that as a side hustling solopreneur. You are pulled in so many different directions from um, being an employee, right? Because most employer, m- most side hustling uh, solopreneurs are full-time employees. They work eight hours for someone else. And so that's eight hours of your day that you cannot dedicate to your business. Um, then you also have your family. If you're, if you're married, you have your spouse, your children, right? If you have those. And so just being able to navigate all of this and have self-time is really difficult for some people. And so I really wanted to talk through this today because this is one of the most common questions I get um, when I am doing speaking engagements is how do I do it all and how am I able to navigate everything? Um, and, And a big question that I get is, does my employer know about my side hustle? And I will say, yes, I am very open, right, about my side hustle. Hello, I have two podcasts. So if anybody is connected with me on LinkedIn, you know, I have my employer is connected with me on LinkedIn. So it's not, um, you know, it's not a secret that I have a side hustle. No, that doesn't mean that that is the case for everyone. And I totally understand that. And I don't think it has to be. If, if you don't feel like you need to, uh, that you don't feel comfortable sharing that with your employer, then don't. It's your personal preference, unless it's a role of your employer that you have to um, disclose what your side hustle is, right? I used to work with the government. And so one of the rules of the government is you have to get your side hustle or other endeavors approved by that entity because it could be a conflict of interest. And I totally get that. So um, just make sure you're following the rules. But if it's not a requirement that you disclose that you have a side hustle, then don't worry about it. However, I teach based on the methodology of you do share that information because that's part of who you are and it's part of what makes you um, what you are and who you are. And you never know whose path you're going to cross at work that has a connection somewhere else. So I look at that as just an additional opportunity. Okay. Now I'm getting off topic. So let me dial it back into how do you plan your availability as a side hustler? So the first thing that I want you to do is really identify on what side, you know, what team you're playing, right? And what I mean by that is, is your business a product-based business or a um, service-based business? Or are you a hybrid like I am, right? Where you have products, but you also um, sell a service, okay? Um, That's important when it comes time to planning, you know, when it comes to planning your availability. And the reason that's important is because 
Product-based businesses, believe it or not, tend to take more of your time than a service-based business um, on the surface. Okay, let me be clear. That's on the surface because in order to sell a product, you have to have the product. And if you're making the product, you have to have time to actually make the product. If you are getting, you know, receiving a product and then turning around and selling it, you have to have the time to receive it. So I think out of all of the different business types and, you know, the easiest from a standpoint of time management and planning would be if I were a, receiving a product and then turning around and selling that product, I think that would be the easiest because I just have to make time and have the money to plan the, you know, go through the process of ordering that product to receive it and then scheduling time to receive it. Like that's fairly simple and it's fairly easy. Whereas if I am selling a product that I am actually making, I have to account for um, the time it takes to receive my supplies, the time it takes for me to actually make the product, the time it takes to advertise whatever that product is, and the time to sell it, right? Um, and then cycling that back through. So I think the most difficult side hustle to plan your availability for would be the product-based business. And then within that, I think that there's different types, right? So you have the product-based business that has a set product that they sell and that's what they sell, period. It doesn't matter the season. It doesn't matter um, the quantity or anything like that. Like that's the product, right? Whereas you have people who make custom products or their, their products are seasonally based, right? So uh, I know some product makers that they make things based on the fact that it's Easter, the fact that it's Mother's Day, that, you know, they tweak their product in a way that makes it uh, more appealing during specific times of the year. So maybe their boxing is different. Maybe their boxes have flowers and things on it to represent Mother's Day, or maybe their ads and things are representative of Mother's Day. Um, whereas at Christmas, maybe they're wrapping and things are green and, and red or something like that. So there's differences in the time and the, allot the allotment of time that is required based on the type of business that you have. And so that's the first layer is understanding your business from that perspective. How much time does it take you to create your product? How much time is required of you if you are service-based? For me, for my one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? I am hourly, right? So when, when someone books me, I know if they're going to book me for 30 minutes, if they're going to book me for an hour. And I know, although on the outward-facing side, you know, a discovery session is 30 minutes, in reality, that discovery session for me is more like an hour to an hour and a half. And the reason is because I have to prep for that call. We get on the call. I'm sitting on the call for 30 minutes with you. Post call, I'm taking notes and making, you know, this, this, mm -mm, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm making notes and um, identifying some key follow-ups or some things that I need to do after that session is over. Because sometimes it's, the person says, okay, um, thank you so much for this call. I'm going to think about what we talked about. But I have a process that I follow post-discovery call that I deliver something at the end. And so I've got to create that something and deliver it, okay? 
So that's not just an immediate, I just do it. It's a, I've got to sit down and write it up and, and talk about it and, um, you know, get it together in my head, get it on paper and send it to um, the person that I met with. So that time looks a little different, but it is more um, specific, right? I can say if it's a discovery call, I've got about an hour and a half, I have to dedicate to that. If it's um, a package deal where maybe they're doing the um, workflow package, then I know that that's a good four to eight hours of my time that I have to dedicate to that client, right? So, so that's a one-for-one one type of thing. And I can easily break that down into hours, okay? So I'm telling you to do this because many of you guys are looking at the surface of what you're doing and saying, oh, this doesn't take me any time. I can do this. Or I have a pop-up this weekend. And so I'm going to be good. I'm going to be off on Friday. And so blah, 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 blah. I can get it together, right? But you're not factoring in what you have to do to prep for that event, it's I've got to get the products together. I have to load my products in the car. I've got to make sure that I have all of the things in place in, in my possession before that event. I have to advertise that I'm going to be at this event. And what does that advertising look like? So breaking all of that down, we talked about in a previous session about macro and micro planning. And it's important for you to understand and get this broken down ahead of time so that you know what the allotment of time is going to take for specific things, okay? So... The example I want to give you, um, and I use this on a regular basis within my day-to-day -day, um, job as a project manager. So if one of my technicians says, we need to build a server, I know the the exact amount of time that it typically takes them to build a server. They may take less time than that, but typically it is within this block of time, okay? And so within your business, you wanna do the same thing. So if it's about making a t-shirt, then how long does it take you to make one t-shirt? If it takes you, you know, and when I say make one t-shirt, I mean from beginning to end. So within that genre, you may have many different breakdowns. So you may have the breakdown of making a shirt from beginning to end, making a custom shirt from beginning to end. So that means you're designing, you're making the design. Uh, so that's a back and forth with the client to solidify the design. That is, okay, now that I have the design. So that's a separate bucket, okay? Making the design would be a separate bucket in my world, okay? Then once you have a confirmed design, now you get into, okay, now I can actually say, okay, I've got a design. I have the supplies I need. How long would it take me to now put this design on this shirt and get it ready for sale? Is that an hour? Is that 30 minutes? What does that look like? Okay. And so what you are doing is creating this small macro packets and layering them on top of each other based on what is being done. So in that same example, let's say that to do a custom, to create a custom package, right? There's the back and forth with the customer. So typically um, you say, okay, I will create you. We're going to have a meeting and we're going to talk about what it is that you want. I'm going to create a mock-up. We are going to, I'll send the mock-up to you. You'll either meet with me or you will send me back an okay of this design is good or we'll do it via email. So that mock-up 
time frame usually will take anywhere from let's say two days to a week is the typical time that your customers take to solidify a mock-up okay or solidify a design now when you're meeting with a client you may say okay yes i do custom designs it typically takes a week and this is what it looks like i will send you this this is the amount of time that i expect a response like you already have that mapped out right and that's what the workflow we have a workflow course within organized academy that will help you develop these macro Mm-mm, I'm sorry, these micro packets of time allotments within your business, okay? So once you've identified all of those, it's going to be much easier for you to backtrack how long it's going to take you to do something, okay? How long, how much time you need to be able to adapt within your day-to-day work schedule, okay? So that's why your work cycle is important. There's a lot that goes into that, but I'm just kind of giving you the high level, right, of what this, how this affects your overall planning of your availability. The other thing I want to talk about is like your kids' appointments, right? Because remember, we're holistic. So as a solo as a side hustling solopreneur, your schedule encompasses a lot of things. So when you're looking at your day-to-day schedule, and again, I have a template that you can walk through that will help you develop this time map for yourself. But let's look at your plan for a week, right? I typically do it based on a month, but whatever. Look at the week. You can start with the week if you want to. So We say, okay, during a week's time, are there any appointments that I have for me, my kids, or my spouse? And you map those on the calendar because those are specific, those are non-moving, right? So you know, without a shadow of doubt, I got to get my kid to this dentist appointment or to this uh, basketball game or whatever the case may be, okay? So that's solidified on your calendar. Now you've got to map out or block out your work time. You have to block out your sleeping time. You have to block out your eating time. Like all of these things need to be factored in. And a lot of people think I go way too granular on this, but trust as a side hustling entrepreneur, it is important for you to be realistic about your amounts of time. So when I do this, I know each day how much time I typically have available to do different things. So just as a high level, just so that you kind of can see what I'm talking about, I know Mondays and Tuesdays, I have the least amount of time because I am dedicating that time to spending time with my daughter and my husband on those nights, Mondays and Tuesdays, because Monday's the beginning of the week. Everybody knows it's crazy at work. It's crazy in the home life. So I'm like, okay, Mondays and Tuesdays, that's strictly, you know, I can do some things, but I try to steer away from those. Okay. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, those are my nights when if I'm going to have an event at night, if I'm going to have a meeting or anything like that, it's going to happen on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And the reason why is because Wednesdays and Thursdays are the days that my daughter goes to her grandmother's house, right? That's their quality time. And so I know she doesn't need my personal attention. My husband and I have talked about it. And typically Wednesdays, 
is like, do your own thing. We're both like, okay, we're going to our corners. Typically, if we're going to go out and have like a a father, if we're going to go out and have, um, a, a, you know, a date or something like that, then we will say Thursday's going to be the day right? Or we plan it ahead of time. Like, when do you want to do this? Okay, let's, we'll pick between Wednesday and Thursday, but typically it tends to fall on Thursday nights. So we'll do whatever we're going to do. And if I get back and I feel like it, then I did, you know, I move and do something business related. If I don't, then that becomes me time. Okay. So based on that, you know, that pretty much Wednesday nights are business, (laughs) right? Wednesday nights are business nights. Thursday nights is it fluctuate it fluctuates between my husband business and self time okay and then you have Friday Friday I do not take I typically do not take business um, calls or anything on Friday nights so that is strictly family time or me time it usually starts as family time and turns into me time because I usually go to bed fairly early on Friday nights yeah don't judge me whatever okay so that's my time okay and then the weekends is usually when, if I have an appointment, is going to be on Saturday or Sunday, typically. And it's usually going to be earlier in the morning. My clients tend to say, okay, let's go ahead and meet early in the morning. And that gives them the rest of the day to do what they need to do. If I have an event, usually it's going to be on a Sunday afternoon, just because Sundays tend to be a little less packed with stuff going on. Okay. So that is how I've allotted my time. The the pockets of opportunity that I have to work in my business throughout the week, I typically, if, if I don't have a meeting with a client, I'm dedicating that to putting content into Organized Academy. And that's how I, I etch out my time frame, you know, the, the time that I have to do things. And those small pockets of opportunity during lunch um, or when I'm waiting at a, you know, if I have an event or something with my daughter or something going on and I can do something on my phone, then I use those pockets of time to handle small um, tasks that I can do without really having to have a computer or having to think too hard. Okay. So that is how I dedicate my time and plan out my availability and my time based on what I need within my business. Okay. So all of the things that are factored into this are your kids appointments, your family commitments, your workday schedules, right? So what is it that you have to do for your full-time job? Are they a little more flexible about your time? Does it matter what time you do what you do? Or do they just say, as long as you give me eight hours, I don't really care. Or as long as your work is done, I don't really care. It depends on your particular situation. And I am by no means telling you to work on your business during work hours. You've committed that time to to that employer. So be very um, respectful of that. Okay, so think about those constraints that you have with your with your particular full time employee employer. Do you just have 30 minutes for lunch? And if if you only have 30 minutes, then use those 30 minutes wisely. Can you take your lunch and take your computer and sit in your car and do something right? What are some things that you can accomplish during those pockets of time that are going to make it easier for you to spend time with your family without the guilt to be able to move your business forward? The other thing that I want to quickly touch on is understanding that you as a side hustler are going to have to really focus more on your micro plan, 
okay? Your micro plan, meaning that you can't try to do everything under the sun. So what, where I see side hustlers really getting into trouble is that they have so many ideas and so many things they want to go ahead and start doing and working on. And they haven't even, they haven't conquered a micro plan yet, right? So using what, you know, I talked to you about my particular plan during, during the macro micro plan um, episode, let's use that example for side hustlers that aren't used to doing that, right? I've been doing this for years, so I know how to navigate my time. But let's say that you're not used to navigating your time and you're feeling a little overwhelmed and feeling like nothing's getting done. Then instead of doing all of the macro plans across the board to reach the overarching goal, focus on one. Just pick one goal, one goal that you have, one one overarching goal and one macro plan that will help you reach, get closer to that goal, right? It may take you longer is what I'm trying to tell you, but you can still get there. So for example, if you're a product-based business, instead of trying to do the same thing that this company over here does that has been, that's full-time in their business and has been selling for a long time, maybe they have four, five, six, seven different products and, and different variations of that product and all of that. Instead of trying to focus on all that, how about you just tackle getting one product, one product, solidifying it, getting those um, layers of time blocks so that you understand how long it takes you. You've got it mastered. You have it down pat. You are selling that product like nobody's business and it's second nature to you. Once you have that down, then you can layer on. Then you can say, okay, now that I've got that down, let me create a couple of more custom or a couple of more uh, versions of this product, right? That don't necessarily take more time. It's just a different product base. It's a different t-shirt. It's a different design. Once you've got those designs developed, right? You spent the, your, your extra time creating these extra designs. Now you have four products. I'm just assuming you made three extra designs. Okay, people like work with me. So you've created three additional designs. Now you have four different products that you can sell. It's not increasing your time of needing to produce. You still have a design already created. You still have the same shirts that those designs are going on. Now it's just a matter of saying, okay, I now have four designs and I can publicize the four various designs that I have when I publicize. Okay. So let's summarize here. First, you need to determine what your work cycles are. What is it that your business needs from you and how much time does that take for you? So determining those pockets of time, right? To determine how you're going to layer those. What is that? What does that look like from a planning perspective? If I do something for Christmas, when do I need to start planning for that? When do I need to start developing for that? Is that September? Is that October? Is that June? How long, uh, you know, lead time do I have to have to start that process? That's important for you to determine. And you're going to do that through those buckets of time of creation. The next thing that you need to do is determine what your true availability is. 
How much time do you truly have each week to dedicate to your business? Week one may be shorter than week three, right? Maybe the first week and the fourth week of each month, you can't have a lot of excess things going on, but maybe the second and the third weeks, you can have a little bit more stuff happening because of the way your works typically flow. And that's perfectly fine. Get the routine, get your clientele, your target market, understanding how you work and when your availability is. You are not available 24 hours a day. And don't start that misnomer. Like, don't put that out there. Don't respond to every text as soon as it comes in. Don't um, try to respond to every social media post as soon as it comes in, because that's not realistic to the amount of time that you have to dedicate in your business. There's a line between customer service and over um, extending yourself. And what I'm seeing is that so many people are overextending themselves unnecessarily so that they're burnt out because, oh my gosh, I cannot maintain this. And why did you even start it? Like, don't set yourself up for failure by overextending yourself, okay? I'm not fussing, I'm just saying, okay? I'm just trying to break it down so that you understand. So we're gonna stop all that because it's not expected, it's not necessary. And if people are expecting that of you and you can't meet that need, then those aren't your people. Okay. And it's hard to face that. And it's, it's, well, what am I going to do with my business? If all my people expect that, then you are uh, advertising to the wrong people. And we need to shift that view and get you the right people that are going to understand that you have children and that you work a full-time job and that, you know what, I can't respond to every text immediately. It's going to be a 24 hour turnaround expectation of me responding to you. And that's setting the expectation within yourself of every night before you go to bed, you need to check your, your text or check and respond to your text or every day, you know, every four hours or something you log in and check, you come up with your cycle and you determine what time space you need to be able to respond to people and to be able to deliver. And once you set that expectation, people are going to understand, and that is going to be the norm for them when they work with you. Okay. So hopefully this makes sense. Please, 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 if you have been struggling with this, definitely reach out to me. Let me know what your questions are so that I can try to help to address them. As I mentioned, I have a full course, a full section about time productivity, um, time management within Organized Academy. We really dig into this identifying your pockets of time. We talk about work breakdown structure. We talk about, you know, how do you backtrack and plan out um, your events and, and the things that you have going on and knowing how much time you truly need to do the things that you need to do. So I hope you found this helpful. As always, let me know if you have questions and I will talk to you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Organized Academy, where you learn all things organizing that will help you holistically balance your business and personal life so you can live the life you always dreamed of living. Learn more today and become a member by visiting organizedacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. And I hope you found something that will help you in your organizing journey. If you did, consider leaving a comment or review so it will help others know the value that you received. For more information regarding this or any other episode, visit dlmorales.com. And as always, 
Do something today to fill your happiness bucket. I'll see you next time.